went through yeah. and all that. So, and with my, uh, I would say my best friend from college, it's uh, Michael Massad. And uh, <clears throat> it's like, it's really a pleasure seeing them again. Oh man, it's a pleasure seeing you too, Remarkable Man. And uh, I just want to ask what, what what you've been up to. Uh, I know you're doing the, the med school route and everything. We went to UCSD together. What did you, what was your major at UCSD? It was a uh, general bio actually. Okay, general bio. So just to tell them about like how how was UCSD and how this how everything's been since college. Oh yeah. And kind of like what you've been up to. I know you visited Egypt too, right? Oh yeah, just, yeah. I want to hear about that. Oh that man. Experience and yeah, yeah. So first and foremost, <clears throat> I would like to uh, do Merkel, man. So let me just tell you a quick story about my friend uh, Merkel. Um, Actually, first day, first day of school, freshman year, we all we all were dorming in, sweet, and we were all roomed in together, and that's how I actually met Ryan Merkel's our first day of undergrad at UCSD, and um, it, it was I, from the first day we just clicked off. You know, he was on the basketball team, I liked ball at the time, um, so for me it was like it was fun just going to his games and just hanging out and kicking it. But eventually, kind of the friendship kind of grew into something more than that. Um, even though we didn't live with each other after the first year of UCSD, um, we kind of uh, we still hung out routinely, and we're both like 31 now, or I'm 31, you're 32 now, right? I'm I'm 31 also. Oh, you're 31 also. Yeah, I remember you were like like six months older than I'm me. I'm older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, and we're still we're still hitting up each other to this day. But yeah, um, so for me, short story about me, uh, went to UCSD, graduated with a general bio degree, um, took a few years off, worked as a research associate, um, went to med school. Um, just graduated last year, actually, and kind of uh, applying to residencies now. So um, it's been a it's been a fun ride, and yeah, Egypt. Yeah, I actually went to Egypt about three summers ago. Um, it, it was fun. Yeah, I'm Egyptian, guys. If you guys didn't know, but um, it was a it was kind of a great experience just to go visit and see how other people were living. What was it like over there? You know, it, it's it's tough, man, because you kind of realize like we live in America, so it's like seeing a third world country right seeing how other people live and sort of in poverty and, and stuff like that it kind of really changes your perspective okay. so um it was a great experience just because um the culture there is amazing you know um they're very friendly very nice people um the food's great so makes you think of uh people say the same thing about india when they go there there's a lot of poverty yeah is it it's it's a lot of uh is there a lot of resentment because of the colonialism and stuff or um you know what, man? A lot of people, even though they're very like not well off, they're they're happy at least. Yeah. That's the one thing I kind of like took from going there is that they're fucking happy with absolutely nothing. You know, it's like okay. it's one of those things where it's like we in America need to aspire to be like that. Yeah. Just because we have everything, but then, you know, there's a lot of depression, anxiety that goes on. So, how is the uh, the relationships between the Christians and Muslims right now in Egypt? It's tense. Yeah. It's tense. So, yeah, for me, um, you know, growing up as a Coptic Christian, um, which is, a, you know, a subset of uh, Christianity in Egypt, which is Coptic Orthodox, you know, there's a lot of uh, sort of a tension, like you said, like, and lots of hate towards the Christians there, especially since um, Islam is kind of uh, overpopulated in the country. It's a, you know, I think the breakdown ratio is like 94% are Sunni Islam and the 6% are the Coptic Christians. So we're, we're kind of outnumbered. Yeah, and so uh, you, you, it's 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 not unusual to hear sort of like church bombings and stuff like mm. that, and so 
yeah, and that's probably not really in accordance with the Muslim teachings, but it happens regardless. You know, you know, man, it's just uh, it. There's a lot of uh, hate, you know, and like yeah. I, like I said, man, it's it really happens from like the the, the extremists, you know, yeah. the people that put a bad name on Islam. You know, most I've met a lot of great, you know, people in Egypt, and so um, so you know, there's always going to be violence, right, in sort of a in any religion. So, yeah, any religion. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're going to have Christian extremists. You're going to have Islamic extremists. Mm-hmm. You're going to have um, Jewish extremists, you know? There is a we, lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you, you don't yeah, hear yeah. about it, though. You know what I'm saying? But, uh-huh. but yeah, so. You could you could run into them just walking down the street pretty much everywhere you go. Oh, yeah, man. It's like especially what we're seeing right now, too, in America, man. People are just lots of gun violence, too, man. It's just a. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, people can put the blame on religion, but at the end of the day, man, it, it could, it's, it, not religion. it's not really religion. It's, I think it's a person issue, yeah. like an inner self issue. Yeah, and it, and it has to do with the lack of education, lack of love, uh, and as society, you know, we, we, we can work, we can do better to to be uh, more more compassionate with each other and, and produce a more harmonious you know, environment for each other, I think. Yeah, no, I, I I really think so, man. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to sort of a uh, you know, emotional control too, man. I feel like a lot of people don't have emotional control. You know, there was like a story I was reading actually on maybe like three days ago where uh, so there was two cars. One of them had she was a mom with a six year old, and she had some road rage with some guy on the freeway on, yeah. on the ninety one. Whoa. Yeah. So long story short, the mom. Flipped them off for whatever reason, right? Yeah. And then, so what happened was the guy I did put, that yesterday. Flipped off someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah but <laughs> here's here's the kicker, man. The guy pulled out a gun and yeah. shot our car. And the sad part is, man, shot the six year old. The the bullet killed the six year olds. Whoa. So 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 yeah, man. Even though even though you know it wasn't you know, they say that the mom kind of instigated but regardless of what the mom did nobody just this this action was not justified it doesn't justify so so it's like uh i think emotional control and like you know living in like harmony and peace is like i think that's what's lacking in society so that's something that i have to work on it's 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 difficult but anger is something that is very detrimental has so many negative consequences oh yeah man um like I said, man, I, I used to deal with a lot of anger when I was younger. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, we, I remember we had similar type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and stuff. dude. And and like one thing I realized over the years, man, it's like, you know, it's you can't kind of look at the world as sort of against you, you know. And that's what I realized. You know, I thought the world was against me, but in reality, it, it wasn't like that. You know, the world is is as is. It is as is, and you can make what make of it what you want to. And, yeah. and just like what my grandpa's been telling me is, okay, yeah, screwed up stuff happened to you. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it makes sense that you could be angry about it. Or you can just decide to make the most of what you have now. Just go all out with what you're doing now and have a positive perspective and and just, you know, make the make the best of the situation. And and don't, you know, don't settle just 100% effort. Yeah. And that's all that that you can really do. Exactly, man. And uh, it's all it's all looking at like you said, like positive lenses. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you know, I I think I think my biggest sort of a 
mistake was looking at everything through kind of negative lenses, you know, kind of realizing like, and and when you when you change that scope, yeah, you can, and it's gonna change your reality. It really is because like I remember when I went into college, before I went into college, when I went into college, I had a I was pretty positive, right? Yeah, I remember before that though, I was around people and I was seeing things more like trying to be cool. I want to put on a front that I'm cool. I'm, I'm bad. Like, oh, I get the most girls. I do. Yeah. But then I remember I, I started going with the, with my friend Isaac to churches a little bit. And then I remember my grandpa was teaching me this idea, you know, the idea everything is one. Yeah. And, you know, that there is no thing. And, like, okay, if everything's one, then I am you type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I start to see things that way. And I think that that's what helped to lead me to the quadrant model revelation where it really does show everything is one. And then it, and it has a kind of a transformative effect. Now, I fell back into that dualistic mentality somehow. But after the quadrant model? After, after the quadrant model around 2014. Okay. So this was pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. But now I'm like, dude, I know what that doesn't work. That doesn't produce happiness. There's nothing positive about that. But you know what, man? The fact that you had to kind of go back to your old state and then realizing that. Yeah. That that's just confirmed, you know, about it's like know. it's like it's almost beneficial to go back to it oh, so yeah. you can see it doesn't you, work. You gotta go back to your old ways somehow and just yeah. to see how fuck or how wrong it was. Yeah, how screwed up it is. Or how fucked yeah. up it was. I hate it was. Yeah, exactly though. <laughs> so, but no, it really is. And you know what? It's not not cool to be loving, you know, and to ha- and to, to elevate your mind to a to a higher state. And and not, you know, I, I I'm I'm at that level now where I'm I'm, you know I I, I hear, I don't want to say anything negative about a, a, any marginalized group, any like a woman, yeah, about any, you know any group. Period. I want to be loving to everybody because, I mean, just just put yourself in a situation where you're the one who's being put down, yeah. and you're the one who's being treated poorly. Yeah, it's not necessary, and just having that mode of being. Is gonna bring happiness to you, and it's gonna produce good results for everybody. And yeah, there's gonna be people who are not acting in accordance with that. Well, let them do that. There's nothing you can do about that. All that you can do is you can elevate yourself, and then hopefully bring about transformation with others. Yeah, no, you you bring up a huge point where it's like you gotta you gotta be loving to. I think that's huge, man. You know, at the end of the day, people. You know, people might not reciprocate that loving thing, but at the end of the day, it's like you're not doing that for them. You're doing it for yourself because because when you – I realize when you start, you know, loving other people, being more empathetic and being – you know, help the needy when you can, you know, that makes you feel more at peace with yourself, you know, um, so. And I, and I, I fall back into – I fall back into getting angry at my mom and dad for yeah. what they did. And, and it screwed up what happened. Yeah. Okay. But and I can do that. What, how has it ever helped me? It hasn't. It hasn't. Why, does, why don't I just get it? Why don't I get it? So quit it, Ryan. You know, change change your mindset. It's tough. It's tough though. It really is. It really. I, I've I've dealt with the same fucking shit, man. You know, and it's just a, you know, it took me a lot of years to realize that, man. And it's just like there is no point. You know, even if you've been done wrong. Even right? even yesterday when I flipped off the, the woman who beat the, actually that was the day. Yeah. Woman beat that and I flipped her off. Yeah. Why'd I have to do that? There was no point. There was no point. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, the fact that you're 
realizing your action, realizing your mind, and you're taking a step forward to realize that there was a mistake. Yeah. When the same situation that's similar that happens, you're not going to do that. You're going to be like, I'm not going to do what I did last time. You know. So, um, you know, a lot of a lot a lot of it's trial and error, man. Okay, I realized like, you know, it took me a lot of years to kind of train my mind, and I'm still working on it. But at the end of the day, it's just like mishaps are going to happen. You know, you're you're going to continue kind of making old mistakes unfortunately i think the key is though you can't really beat yourself up to it yeah you know yeah recognize it like like right now but don't don't kind of like why did i do this you know just let go because that's self my grandpa talks about it it's self-confirmatory it's self-confirmatory it was self-confirmatory when i did this because i'm I'm, I'm, everything's one everything is a cross exactly exactly everything is unified so when i'm doing this i'm separating myself you, you're, you're. I got myself locked into a, a, a narrow mindset, restricted mindset. It's when narrow it minded. Be, it's when ne- it could be broad. It's narrow minded. Yeah. You, you, like you said, you, you're separating yourself out. You're not. You're and not. You're not. When I'm beating myself up, oh come on, right? That actually might be good at some point. But at the same time, that's not that helpful because now I'm beating myself up. I'm still separating myself. You're, you're separating yourself from yourself. I'm not in that oneness consciousness. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's like, it's good to recognize your error. But don't don't beat yourself up to it because the whole point of being better is like you gotta recognize the error that you've done. Um, hello. Yep. Okay, I'll be there in one second. All right, let's let's finish this in a, in a little bit, Michael. But this is good so far, huh? How you like it, Harrison? So? Heck yeah, it's fine, man. Oh, sweet. So. Is it, is it, yeah, we're, we're back on, and I just wanted to, to say again, uh, you see, right, me and uh, Michael partook in something very profound. Yeah. And, Fuck yeah. like, really, it's not a lie. Like, it, it's historical, and it very, we had some mystical, like, I feel like the universe, I mean, we're... we're are coming together what we what we uh experienced was something very special and it was not ordinary it was extraordinary that's what it was yeah it was it was kind of like you know it was it was kind of <clears throat> it was in a sense where like it was kind of an out of world experience man you know it was it was it was a state of sort of like mind connection with each other Really, and, and yeah. I remember it's it's it, it, it's not even like in a sort of a it, it's 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 one of those things where it's like you don't experience it all the time with people. You know, most 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 people when they talk, it's more like platonic and like kind of on the surface. But the the kind of convos we had was sort of a mystical, like you said. Yeah. So you know, I actually wrote our conversations, a lot of them down. Really? I have them on my computer. Dude, we should we should definitely go back and at some point we, we have to go yeah, back and check yeah, those yeah. out. Yeah, I, I want to I revisit that too. But man. I also recently wrote a book and I put you as like the main character in our conversation. Oh, hell yeah, that's all, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's called Based on a True Story and I just went through everything that I, that I experienced and stuff in my, my transformations and evolution. Oh, shit, yeah. I, dude, you got to definitely read up on that. I got I to gotta read up on it and actually you know, take my time with it too. Yeah. So, But... Basically, we experienced the universe, God, 
showing, revealing himself. Yes. I, I would agree with that. And in, in, in a silent manner. In, in a way that, you know... You, you know, it's... How would you describe it, actually? And so, I'll give you my sort of perspective, because I want to hear your, how you describe it. The way it. I see it is, God is all. Yeah. And the the power is so beyond fathoming. Like, it's, it's beyond comprehension. Like, absolute distinction is, is just incredible. And God is in everything. But we can't even see it because it's like hidden in plain sight. And what happened was everything that we're doing, we think that it's just happenstance, whatever. We're going through the motions. But when I was living, I was living like imbued with like and saturated with like a holy mystical mindset at that time. Remember in college. Yeah. And I knew something big was going to happen. And remember, we would have these conversations and... I would be talking with you, and and I was writing down our conversations because I knew something w- was going to come from them. Yeah. And then the revelation hit. The cross is the form of being, and you see the cross in everything. Things aren't random. They're not. And and it wasn't just that. What made it so magnificent was that the the discovery of this happen in a way where I'm I'm in, engaging with you and it's like God God shows himself but he can't show himself like all at once like boom like we're gonna explode or something and that's I think that if that were to happen if that was the expectation we wouldn't be able to handle it probably because at the end of the day we're, we're just humans you know to, to see something that magnificent all at once it's it would be too much for our own minds to sort of absorb it and comprehend it. We know? we might not have like Does that, that makes sense. We we bare, I barely made it out without that whole like that that uh being that catapulted into that yeah level of you know awareness that is yeah. that's beyond what what you can imagine. But all I know is that. Michael, do you want to explain like just some of the stuff that that we experienced together like during that time in college? This is sophomore year. We were driving around all the time. You're driving me, yeah, and we're having yeah. these co- we philosophical conversations. I'm talking about my grandpa's ideas, self-confirmatory, transpersonal psychology stuff. But yeah. just anything you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, you know, it goes back to our college days, which was about we graduated in 2012, um, so it was a while back. But you know, during those times, we would uh, me and Merkel. We, we call him Merc Diesel, by the way, his nickname. We just, just call him Merc Diesel. We just started calling him freshman year Merc Diesel. So, um, yeah, no, during our drives, we just go be like, hey, Merkel, let's go for a drive. And we just kind of go drive around San Diego, which is a beautiful area. And we sort of dwelled into these sort of uh, philosophical conversations that we had. And, you know, the great thing about those conversations was that, you know, it was, it was truly sort of a – you know, we it, it wasn't purely platonic kind of thing. It wasn't superficial. It was, it was we would dwell in deep into our ideas and we would bounce off ideas and that was sort of like the beauty of it because we would sort of get absorbed into each other's minds. You know, it's crazy. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like that's like the best. You know, words can never describe how 
But that's like the sort of the closest thing I can say in sort of. It was very mystical, man. It was mystical to yeah. the point where it's like I was sort of thinking what you were thinking, yeah. and 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 yeah. it was almost like I had your mind inside of me at that point in time, and you had my mind yeah. in that point, and so it, it was kind of a trip in a sense because, um, you know, when you're in that state of mind, you're kind of sort of a <laughs> segregated from yourself if that if that makes sense at that point in time like we yeah. were we were kind of separated from our own identity yeah. when we were in that state and so that that's what made it pretty fucking uh you know mystical in that sense so. do, do you remember like the synchronicities and kind of like miraculous stuff that we were experiencing oh yeah man there were times where we fucking drive around and uh i don't think i remember like remember on the Hoya village drive we would have like a sort of epiphany in some of our talks, and um, we yeah. would notice the, the street light would yeah. kind of, as soon as we pa- pass it by, right? Yeah. It would shut off. Do you remember that? I remember one? that. Dude, there was. I remember especially that. Especially the one on the uh, Boy Village Drive right next to the gas station. Yeah. Right about we turned into UCSD. I remember we had sort of a, an epiphany moment where, like, holy shit, we both said, holy shit, like a second before. Yeah. And then, boom. Yeah. One of the street lights kind of shut out. Yeah. And then as soon as we pass by it, like, after, like, two seconds later, it turns back on. Okay. I don't know if you remember that, man, but... I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was, and it was, like, I was, like, I was kind of mind blown at that point. I remember, like, we were, we were having a conversation, we were talking about the flow, and this was before I discovered the quadrant model. We were talking about the zone. And I remember I was telling you about Brandon Jennings, how he, he was, like, skipping when he'd play and how I would do that, and I wasn't even aware of what I was doing. And, and I remember... At that time, I was I was like trying to unify opposites. I was trying to unify binaries, and you asked me something like, "Does everybody have the capacity to be in the flow?" And I remember I was looking at two people. It was like an Asian guy and a black guy, I think. And one was wearing red, and one was wearing blue. Right. And I was like, I, during that whole night, I I don't know if I was driving, but I think I was fought, like intentionally following people wearing like red and blue. And I was like, yeah, everybody can be in the flow. You know, and I pointed out like, okay, I, like I've been following like the signs of like people wearing red and blue, and I've been trying to basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring together binaries. And then when I discovered the quadrant model, that's what I what did. It, the, the big epiphany I had was you know there's that personality model, thinking people, emotional people, doers and dreamers, thinking and emotion. That's a binary, that's a duality. I thought, but it's not a duality. It's not. Our thoughts affect emotions. Emotions influence thoughts. They're so interlinked. What we think, these opposites are really one. It's a yin and yang. The yin and yang is actually, people think that's two, but it's actually four. Because there's the max min, or max yin, max yang, min yin, min yang. But that was the that was the epiphany. But I remember after I, the, you're the first person I showed it to after I discovered it. Yeah. And we talked about it. And do you recall afterwards, like, because I was experiencing a lot of synchronicities. So I remember, like, a week afterwards, I, I was texting you, and then you were walking down the library, the, the stairs, and w- right when I sent the text message. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And, uh, and, and, but you were telling me like that that you started experiencing like some strange stuff after I showed you the quadrant stuff. A little bit, yeah. I still remember actually. Do you remember the toilet paper thing? The girl with the toilet paper on her thing? Like it was. I remember something you told me about, but was it the one where uh, when I was walking down the library? Yeah. And I saw a girl with a toilet paper roll wrapping herself. Really? Yeah, it was something weird, man. 
Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the one time when I was showing you like how relating to Hindu stuff? But I remember I was weird stuff. Like I was, I wasn't ready to show it to you. Yeah. But and then and we we had watched the movie uh, Inception. Dude, and then, was it Inception on the watch? Yeah, it was actually. That was bef- well, I was way before though, but yeah. But so this was like way after. This is after I discovered Quadrimal, like years after. Yeah. But then that dude drove up next to us. Remember that dude? And he like looked out the car and he oh. was like a freaky looking. Oh, yeah. And we screamed. Yeah, dude. And then you were like, "What the fuck?" And we rolled out. And I was driving, right? Yeah, you were driving. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And I fucking jetted. You jetted, and you're yeah. like, "Dude, was that a projection?" Dude, I was. Dude, that was a scary moment, though. That was that dude looks scary as shit. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, bro. Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, well, I think that that was like it could have been a projection type of thing because I wasn't ready at that point. I remember I told you like it was too much at one time, but I remember like when I was showing you the stuff, I was trying to force quadrant examples. Yeah. And it wasn't like now I have the stuff like very well written out and, 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 and put out, but yeah. at that time I was like trying to force things and trying to show you and then. I was like writing stuff, and I, I got a little bit discombobulated, let's just say. But yeah. that happened. But I remember when we watched the Inception movie. Remember, I had a triangle on my forehead of of pimples, mm-hmm. and the dude in the movie had a, a triangle on his forehead. Yeah, in the movie Inception, right? Yeah. yeah. And then after that, or before, no, before we watched that movie, I had I was looking at a Star of David. I printed out Star of David, and I was trying to figure out what the what the significance of that was. Right. And I was thinking it might have been 666 because the triangle has uh, 60, 60, 60 degrees. Right, 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 right. But then I started – now I think I know what that is. It's actually a double tetrahedron. Mm. If you get two tetrahedrons, you put them on top. And that makes a Merkaba, which is weird because Merk. And I don't think that there's a – I don't think there's a coincidence with sounds. No. So I've been studying like gematria and, and like you know sound frequencies in related relation to Kabbalah. Oh wow. And like that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and, and that's not just in Kabbalah. I mean, there's in in the like I think in the Coptic, like in, in, in different mystical Christian traditions and stuff, and throughout the world, just my, mystical traditions of all different types. They talk about the sound frequencies and how everything's connected by these things, and and there's symbolic. Uh, potentialities within all of this stuff. So, but I don't think it's a coincidence. Merkaba and my name's Merkel. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. And the M, the M, the yeah. M sound. Michael Massad. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Merkel. The M sound. Think about it. Muhammad, Mordecai, Moses, um, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, Mike Jackson, Mike Jackson. Um, just. Messiah, uh, Melek means king. Yeah. Um, it always starts with an M. M's are very powerful. It is, and I realize that. Yeah. If you look back in history, you just said it. You know, it's so sad. Yeah. And I was studying in the gematria. The M, the Mem, is the number forty. Wow. So every number has a, uh, or every letter has a number. Associated with it, and, and the so letter M, M, M yes, yeah. it's the letter forty. Okay, it's associated with that number. Tav is four hundred, and you know what the letter Tav, the shape of a Tav is? Mm-hmm. It's the cross. Right. Holy shit! Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's something new. That's something I learned new today, man. I want to get deep, deep in, deeper into that stuff, but I have. A I lot got. Of I got. That's that. the thing. I, I need a. It's it's a good topic for me to study on too as well, just because uh you know for me it's like a 
Yeah, that's. It's, I feel like it ties in with what we we're trying to learn as well, about ourselves. You see, what what I love about this stuff is it's it's something I always kind of had a, a realization about. Like I always had this awareness that things are such more, way more deeper than the surface. It really that, is, man. Yeah. It really is. And it's like, you know, I'm starting to realize that. I, it's crazy, man. As, as you get older and you go through life a lot more, you, you start to realize that more and more. And and I feel and, like, yeah. But, but here's the thing. I think we're, me and you are just very kind of deep thinkers. Yeah. So I don't think the general population does that as well. Yeah. So, And that's the thing, though, I want to mention that is you can't be afraid. You can't mm. be afraid to speak what's in your heart. And what you know to be so, because for a while I was afraid. I didn't want to be seen as crazy. I didn't want people to think like, I didn't want to say what I really felt. I wanted to say maybe, I wanted to regurgitate, yeah. my grandpa says it's fly with someone else's feathers, like what my grandpa would say. And he would say everything's energy. And it was a little bit more, a little more surface level and stuff. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, I want to say stuff that I don't even know what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. I want God to speak through me so that I can say something that's very profound that I didn't even realize what I'm doing. That's what I want to do. And so I've been in situations like that where I fucked up. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. There were some things where I said some fucking magnificent things. Yeah. But my mind did not create it. It was yeah. it's almost like God was using me as sort of a, you know, a, a messenger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, try- I'm not trying to say I'm like a disciple or anything, but it, it really came out as a, you know, I didn't think about it. It just yeah. it just flowed out, and so and so it's such a you know it's kind of a really amazing experience because you kind of uh, you learn a lot first of all and number two it's like uh, you do become fearless. You gotta to do that. You that's amazing you said that because I was going to say yeah. to do that you gotta let go of your fear. Oh yeah, so yeah, the, I think the biggest key man it's you know fearless. You gotta be fearless. You know, and I think I think uh, it's easier said than done just because it's. Uh, you know, what is a fearless person when you really think about it? You know, a person that, you know, to be truly fearless, you really have to let go of everything. Yeah. Everything, everything that, that yeah. could, that could, that sort of could, you know, um, cause any emotion reaction, emotional reaction. Yeah. I think, I think that's the key being fearless, you know, because what stops a person from doing something? A lot of it's emotion. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's like it's it's a fearless, and I wanna. I was looking at, the, I was reading this book. Yeah. By Hein Miller, he's a rabbi, type of thing, and he, he's talking about the Torah, and he was mentioning how you want to be fearless, yeah, but he was also saying that there's important to have a fear of God. Oh hell yeah, yeah yeah no. So when I say fearless, yeah, it's when you're on this planet, you gotta be fearless. Yeah. Because at the end of the day. Man can't do shit to you. Yeah. Really, you know. At the end of the day, you're just a man, you know. But yes, you still have to fear God. You have you have to fear what's greater than yourself, and 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 what's greater than yourself is God. Far like, I feel I feel like it's like an apprehension, but it's also like you want to have a connection with God. Like yeah, to be that you got you got to be kind of fearless. Like I want to let be completely free of anything. So that I can be completely one with God. Yeah. And to do that, like, it's let let him speak through me. And I don't, I'll, I'm going to, I'll take off my clothes, run out in the middle of the hot weather, yeah. you know, let, let, let bullets fly around me. 
and, and crazy shit if that's going to get me closer to God. You got that, and that's the thing you got to seek him out too. Yeah. You got to take initiative to seek him out. And I think that's key. If you just sit there and just wait, you're not going to get shit, man. And you're just going to stay where you're at. You know, I think he's not going to be staggering and yeah. kind of uh, stationary in, in that sense. Do, do you remember, Michael? You see, the thing with, with me and Michael is we had, a, like, a lot of similarities, dude. One was that we had, like, obsessive-compulsive tendencies where, like, you would walk around your car and you would check your doors, like, too many oh, times. yeah. I did the same type of thing. Yeah. And you had a twitch where you would do this type of thing. Yeah. Remember, I would do that, too. And, yeah, I still remember all that. And I still, by the way, I still have the car tendencies. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw it when you fucking, when I parked my car, but do you see me checking my doors all around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that, right? Did he do it, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the thing with that, remember, I, I, we would have conversations about it, so I would be like, yeah, the reason why we do the twitching thing, one could be it's the desire. It can take your mind off yourself like doing this, but then it also confirms yourself. We talk about those paradoxes. Yeah. Like when I'm doing this or when I'm doing like the yeah. knocking on wood. You knock on wood too, right? All the time. Yeah, like that. So that that's our awareness that there's a power higher than ourselves. And we're... We're knocking on wood. One one thing is that that's we were talking about like that self transcendence where this is taking our mind off ourselves and it's going on the wood. But then yeah. it's also confirming the self at the same time. But any type of superstition that the reason why people have superstitions is because they realize that there's a power greater than themselves. But it's evil. It's yeah. not evil. Not a lot of people think it is. A lot of people think it is. Yeah, yeah. that's their perception. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like evil, good, and stuff. Maybe we, we can transcend these dualities and stuff. But and that's the thing, man. It's uh, you gotta realize a lot of uh, you know, I think people tends tends to view things as evil in this way now. Yeah. You know, evil is very subjective amongst uh, you know, different personalities. You know, like what you know, for me, my life has been very bumpy. You know, um, I could say a lot of evil stuff was happening to me, but it's hard for me to proclaim that because at the end of the day, if, uh, if those things never happened, yeah, I wouldn't be the person I am today, you know? So do I consider it evil? No, not now that I know what I know now and how I grew as a person. It's like, I don't consider it as evil. If that makes sense. So I, I don't know if I'm kind of a, does that hopefully that kind of sort of makes sense of what I'm trying to say? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. It's interesting. We were talking about that, the whole evil thing. Like, I remember I, I, I asked my grandpa what the meaning of X-Men was. I read him the X-Men thing. Yeah. And my grandpa was like, yeah, well, these people, have, they have mutations. They have these superpowers. And other people, some people see that as evil. Same thing with Jesus. People thought Jesus was evil. There were people who thought that. They're like, oh, this guy's screwed up. He's, he's these superpowers. Yeah. He might be, might, might, might be demon-possessed or something. He might be using yeah. some like – but that's the thing. Sometimes people don't recognize the flow, the, the truth, the oneness, and they, they perceive it as evil. Whereas they can open to true awareness and recognize, wait, what I thought was evil, yeah, actually that's good. Exactly, and and uh, I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of bias comes in if somebody sees something that's out of this world, yeah. they're gonna think of it as evil because they're gonna think of it as a you know this person has sort of magical powers. Yeah. Does that make sense? And people kind of get scary. afraid. Yeah, scary. So subconsciously, like, oh, this is such an evil thing. Yeah. In reality, it's not. 
And, and I mean, my grandpa talked about this. It's, it, my grandpa's big thing is just constantly grow, constantly learn, constantly evolve. Yeah. And and the more that happens, now you're making yourself more receptive to God, to the flow, yeah. to oneness, to revelation, to in, insights. The more you know. And sometimes to know more, you have to go through the different paths. And one in some past might be, okay, let's check out what this black magic is. Let's study that. And and the thing with the Bible, what Jesus talks about is, you know, we transcend the law where, yes, sometimes things are dangerous. It could be dangerous to go down certain paths and you can lose it. You can lose your mind. Yeah. You, you, can, you can even get killed and stuff like that. But at the same time, sometimes great transformations can occur and great realizations and just the, the broadening of your perspective and your awareness and your, and your understanding and insight yeah. of reality. Yeah. And that can be very valuable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's like uh, one of those things that you really got to sort of enjoy sort of the journey you're kind of on, you know, yeah. kind of get steady and not be scared and be yeah. okay of yeah. what could occur to you. You know, yeah. some, some people trip out. <laughs> they realize something and they couldn't handle it. Yeah, I think I think that's key. Yeah. And then and I remember one time we were talking about how I would feel something in my forehead, like like a scrambling in my forehead. And you were like, you said that you felt the same thing. Yeah. And you're the only person who I know. I, I haven't heard anybody else say that. Yeah, yeah. You feel the same thing, huh? The uh, scrambling in your forehead. You would feel that. Oh, I still feel it to this day. Yeah, it's like it's like a third eye type of thing. It, I, I still feel it to this day. I wonder if we are being, in a way, controlled by a higher forces. We have to be. Yeah. I think. I think. I think we all are. I think we just. Everywhere. I think we just recognize it. And maybe for us, it's it's more intense. It could be. Yeah. For whatever reason. Especially, especially because the question is why though. You know. Well, the thing is, I'm not. I'm not going to try to be not humble. God revealed His existence. To me and while you were with me pretty much in, in that situation this is a big thing that's it's, that that's that's happened a historical thing uh, oh no absolutely and so i think uh you know i think i think yeah i think my journey has also showed the same thing as well so it's like you know that could be part of the reason but the question is is that the whole reason you know? yeah yeah so that's the question yeah. i kind of ponder yeah. a lot so so, do you want to talk anymore, Michael, about like it? Only if you want to. Just anything else about your life experience, like just like growing up, uh, like your family type thing, or do you want to just leave it at this for now? And, and, and or or anything else with like college or what you've been doing since college? Just like let's just go with the flow, like or or what do you think? What do you, like? you know, it's just a uh, you know for me, it's like a. You know, I, I've been through a lot in my life, you know, like growing up as a child, you know, my my family wasn't in the best position. Um, yeah. But, you know, what I can say is like throughout my bumpy road in life, like it really kind of taught me to sort of kind of realize the higher up and realize the truth and power in it. You know, um, I just want to mention that, like, even even throughout this sort of journey in life and all the struggles you go through it really does kind of uh you know expand your mind and kind of uh 
help you seek out sort of these ideas and kind of these revelation. I think it's a great thing. So um, I'll keep it. I'll keep <laughs> at that. You know, I don't want to give too much right now. I'm trying to keep it on the surface right now. But hopefully, yeah. on the next podcast, we can next podcast we can sort of uh, we can do we can do podcasts like anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can delve in more and go into yeah. like a, a deeper topic and you know focus on. Something I think more. this was a good one for now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It was a good introductory type of topic what sort of our basic uh you know background is and sort of where we're at and sort of our you know friendship and stuff like that so i think i think the next podcast should be we'll blow in a little bit deeper into sort of these topics college was magical dude our it was it was it was it was college college was great because you meet so many great people but then the people that really kind of stick in stick through your life um like take for, for example me and merkel you know we've, we've known each other for yeah, he. We were both eighteen when we both met. We're both thirty one now, and so, you know, it's it's kind of awesome in the sense where it's like people thirteen years later. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like we've never changed how we conversate. If that makes sense, you know that 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 itself is very magical. You know, people. You know, we we've gone through our own experiences in life and and sort of our struggles, but you know, it's like it feels like our first day in college. So I think that's what's the, I think it's kind of beautiful in that sense, you know. So it's like, I feel like it's, it's it really is just it really is beautiful. Yeah. The, the whole college thing, and 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 we were sweet mates freshman year of college, and that was just like a, a really wonderful experience. The whole the whole the whole college experience is just kind of incredible. Like it's it's actually unbelievable. Yeah. What what's happened? Yeah. Even though it was kind of a short four years of our life. But yeah. We've gone through so, we've seen so many experiences. And I'm just so profoundly grateful. I mean, I've gone through a lot of hell. Yeah. I've but been, I'm so grateful that it happened. Oh, yeah, man. And that's the one thing I, I think sort of the higher ups. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like you have to go through hell to kind of, um, you know, experience. You know, is it cool if I show you a Bible verse, actually? Yeah. That I actually read up on. But. Yeah, I keep this app on my phone. It's like this topical Bible. You should check it out, man. Um, so let me pull up right now. Topical Bible. And so this this app right here, it's called Topical Bible, guys. If you guys want to check it out, it's on Android. But um, you, pop, you type in a key term and it pulls up a verse. And so if you type in suffering, for example, which is kind of like what I think we've been through in life and, and whatnot. But yeah, one, one, one of the for be- sure. Yeah, so one of the, one of the verses that you know, that I like, um, the first verse that actually pops up where people said it was like the most helpful. Um, so they give you, you type in a key word and people vote if it was helpful or not. This had the highest sort of, um, vote count in terms of helpfulness. But so th- this verse is in Peter five ten. pretty much it says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ Will he, will he himself restore, restore, confirm, and strengthen and establish you? And it's a fourfold there too. Confirms, restore, confirm, strengthen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I think the whole point of this verse is kind of like to kind of let people know that you know, you know, yeah, suffering does hurt and suffering does cause pain. And and as humans, we don't we don't like pain. You know, we like to be comfortable and be okay. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, pain is what, you know, helps you kind of be restored in a sense of your mind, you know? Um, I mean, let me ask you a question, man. 
do you think you think with the hell you've been through do you think your mind would have been this restored right now let's be honest i'm that's why i'm so grateful for the hell exactly and, and you know what if i need more hell to to get to restore it to yes. where god wants me to be exactly okay then then please by your grace exactly yeah you're open arms about it now you know and i think a lot of uh you know people need to sort of realize that you know trials and tribulations they're not the end of it they're actually a blessing when you really think about it so and you know, you know my you grandpa tells me though he's, he's like but it's not necessary though like some people can be at that level where they're connected with god and they don't need the trials and tribulations True. but that wasn't my case i needed to be to go through the refinement you are you are right and and you know people people are sort of on their own journey with whatever and yeah you're right you know some people don't need to go through trials and tribulations but i would say for a lot of people especially me and obviously you we had to go through it and i think for us we should be even more grateful to go through that you know does that make sense because yeah. because if we haven't then we would have been worse off if, if that makes sense i remember I, so so i think i think it's even a more blessing that we're going through it yeah than the other people you know, just because, you know, you know, the higher ups wants us to be where they're at. And so they think of it, I think of it as sort of a helping hand when you really think about it. So I listen, I listened to a, a rabbi talking about something like that, where he was yeah. saying like that if you, and I, I felt this, I experienced this, like I, I got angry with my friend Francisco. And then like right after that, the police were behind us and pulled us over. Like, okay. And so like, but he, the rabbi was saying like, if that stuff happens to you, that's like that's the ultimate blessing because for a lot of for the people that aren't blessed they're do they're getting angry they're getting involved in things that aren't conducive to yeah you know to the truth to to the to the spirit yeah. and and some of them get away with it over and over again and then they get caught up in it in, in the in the habits that are that are not um advantageous but like if you're the fortunate enough to be to get in these situations and get in trouble where your mindset is not in alignment with the with with this with the spirit with god then that's something that's very beneficial oh yeah so i i 100 agree with that so yeah by the way, this was a great podcast, by the way. You guys got way more than sort of a, we were going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, for real. Which, which is great. But I mean, and then we could do it over and over again. And the thing is like, the thing about me is I want to improve and improve and improve. And that's the goal. To the point where I want to be able to give a podcast and I want people to like, I want my, to be so eloquent and I'm not at that level yet. That's why I want to, I want to keep listening to audiobooks. I want to keep doing stuff. So to where to where I'm really people's minds are really being getting getting some stuff that's really stimulating them and getting them to 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 heighten levels of consciousness. Yeah. So, I mean, all I can do is improve with that. I think that's the goal to to come to to gain that inner peace too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good shit, man. <laughs> It's a pleasure, man. Yeah. And uh, I hope you all enjoy this, man, because I thought it was fun. We'll be back. All right, y'all.